everything's a gore- going according to plan we are live welcome in i'm i'm johnny that's the greg this is our podcast while Hello. you guys like subscribe or share greg's gonna tell you about a uh, our partner a wonderful opportunity we have for you with audible uh, Audible offers thousands upon thousands of audiobooks for you to enjoy. Uh, everything from your favorite titles to some more obscure stuff. And actually, if you have a, uh, a subscription, you, you get a lot of free stuff, uh, free podcasts, full on books that they just release for you. Um, so if you want a 30 day free trial on us, you can go to audibletrial.com slash J A T G. Uh, you sign up, like I said, you get all your favorite titles. Uh, you get, uh, yeah. And you can, what it, here's one other thing. I don't mention this enough. Whatever you buy, you keep, it doesn't matter if you, uh, do the trial, you do your 30 days and you're like, I'm going to take a pause. It's not for me, whatever, whatever you have purchased, uh, on audible, it's yours. It never goes away. So if you want to pause your subscription, stop your subscription. Those books that you've purchased are still yours to listen to and enjoy forever. They are yours. So if you want to give that a shot, you can go to audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. Thank you very much, Greg. Wow. Okay. Um, it's been an interesting weekend when we're, when we're uh, with football. Yeah, we're going to go into some things here. Uh, if anybody just got done watching the buffalo bills against the kansas city chiefs i think we just watched this year's super bowl i think everything else is just it doesn't matter after that game i don't know how the super bowl is even going to remotely top that game i don't think it's going to happen um and if you guys need to take a drink to calm down your nerves i understand that was an intense game and i i don't know what more to say about that one um today uh Tom Brady, he almost did it again. I thought this guy was going to pull this out at the last second. Um, He did his job. The defense didn't do theirs, but congrats to the Rams and the 49ers. They are in the NFC Championship game as well as the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Taking down the Titans. I was was shocked. That's the team. That's the team I'm rooting for the rest of the the rest of the way. I am going hard and heavy for the Cincinnati Bengals. So we'll see. I really like that quarterback. Um, if the 49ers, I don't think the 49ers yeah. have a shot against the Rams. I really don't. I think it's going to be the Rams, and I think it's going to be the Rams in Kansas City in the Super Bowl. That's what I think. So. All right. All right. Uh, my condolences go out to Cousin Carla, who is uh, newly signed on to the show. Uh, so sad for her bills. Sorry, Carla. But hey, just so hey. everybody knows, it is now Buck season. Yes, that's right. We are celebrating <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks from here on out. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Pretty premature for a lot of you Packer fans. Oh um, my gosh. I can't hey, we're gonna get to that, but I want to break down yeah. what we're gonna talk about and then we'll get back to that. So we're reviewing the NFL playoffs. Um, we're yep. going to have a deep discussion about Mr. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, boy. We're going to go into a question I found very interesting. I was listening to the radio about date night with um, married couples. Okay. Uh, then we're going to talk a small amount about Meatloaf and Louie Anderson, how they passed away this yep. past week. And then we're going to do a new segment called Social Media Roundup, where the greg because he's on twitter way more than i am and he's on he seems to be plugged in a lot better than i am probably because he's he has to be teenagers yeah he's got teenagers so we're gonna see what goes there but let's go back 
all the way to Saturday night. And I'm sorry, you Packer fans, you're going to have to live with it. Um, yeah, we got no 10. other choice. Yeah. No 13 choice. to 10. Uh, yeah. The guy didn't do it again. He didn't do well, it Well, yeah. And and I, I looking at social media today was very interesting. And I, not just social media, but I was also checking out uh, news sites. I was looking at ESPN, NBC mm-hmm. Sports. I mean, I, all the major sports angles. I was taking right. a look at. And it would be, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, choke master general does it again. I mean, cause he, I mean, no touchdowns, uh, just really, really didn't show that Rogers, uh, finesse that he has. Um, I have a theory about that and I'll give that. You. Okay. But a lot, a lot of people are like, well, the special teams lost us the game. And Which is hilarious because you <clears throat> said that about did. eight weeks into the season. You kept saying, I don't know about these special teams, man. I don't know yeah. about this. Well, it, I just, whatever, great disturbance in the force, whatever. I mean, it was obvious that special teams were an issue for really the entire season. I mean, right. it, and I'm not just talking about field goals. I mean, it, it our kickoff and kick return teams. We did. We hardly got any yards on a kick return, and we gave up a ton of yards on a kickoff. I mean, last night alone in the fourth quarter, they gave up a forty-five yard kick return, yeah, that, which set up that field goal. So, um, so a lot of things. I mean, it just it was a culmination of things last night with the blocked punt, uh, the missed kick. I mean, uh, all this stuff. Or not the missed kick. I'm sorry, the block block kick, the block punt. Um, and then to top it all off after the fact, when we were already soaking our sorrows in shots, you know, right after the game, I hopped on social media and, or hopped on, well, hopped on the internet. I'm like, okay, yeah. we're, what, what's the buzz? 10 men on the field at, for that, for that field goal from the 49ers. Did you see that? No. What, ten, what do you mean? 10 men? There, the Packers only had 10 men on the field. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. For the I, very yes. last play of the game. I did see that, yeah. And kind of kudos to to Kyle for – Coach Kyle for uh, – no, not Kyle. Um, Matt LaFleur, I'm sorry. Uh, to Matt LaFleur for – he's like, that's on me, man. That's my fault. I should have never let that happen. Uh, I don't blame him, but I wouldn't be surprised if the special, uh, special teams coach is gone. Like – it, oh, it, I, it, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because somebody has what to fall. the hell? Yeah, somebody that, someone's got to take the blame for that. And I, I don't I don't think it's Rogers. It's certainly it's not Rogers for the special teams performance. Um, but and I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, Matt LaFleur either, because I mean, yes, it's it's his team. He, I mean, and he's doing the head coach thing of like this all falls on me. Aaron Rodgers in his interviews today was kind of like. I didn't perform that well, so it was nice to see him taking some responsibility at this point. Uh, but holy shit. <laughs> I mean, the special teams, man. Yeah. I mean, ah, I, you well, just, with, with the special teams, ah. I, I think it was a problem. You admitted it was a problem. I don't watch Packer games outside of when they play the Bears or if it's sure. a playoff game, so right. I, I'm not that dialed in. But it, it was a problem. Yeah, and you pointed that out to me, and um, – uh, it, it definitely showed its ugly head. And the problem with not addressing it was because you guys were winning and winning is the ultimate deodorant. It covers up scars. It, it, yep. the things that yep. smell, it covers it all up. And mm-hmm. in these playoff games where, um, you know, more people will lose it than they will win it. 
that's mm-hmm. what uh that's what happened um i think it is aaron's fault i think yeah, okay i think it's definitely aaron's fault. and i think I, there is a certainly valid argument for that i mean yeah i i think it's when you I watch think, the game you know yeah so he, and, he wasn't leading he wasn't doing what he needed to do right here's one thing that i i, I again i have a theory about this and i don't know if this is true but it's i'm gonna to the common man what i'm gonna say is let's say you're just out there you and i we're drinking some beers while you're cooking mm-hmm. your meats and we are uh playing basketball yeah and uh we take free throws and i take a three uh, free throw shot there's no pressure there it's nothing because n- no we're not thinking anything right. outside of just right you know but if you all of a sudden tell me hey man um you gotta make the next one uh Basically, if you say, hey, man, if you miss the next one, you owe me $1,000. If you make it, I owe you $1,000. Mm-hmm. Now we got pressure. Yeah. Now there's a lot more into it, and it gets tight. Quote me if I'm wrong, Packer fans. I don't have a great memory with this, but I don't believe the mighty Aaron Rodgers has ever come back in a playoff game. No. I don't, think I don't he's ever believe come he's, he's all, any game he's ever won. It's always because he was in the lead. I don't remember when it really counted when he really needed to drive his team down he did it in a playoff game i know he's had plenty of crazy um crazy comebacks in the regular season i always think i'm what i'm i guess what i'm trying to say is my theory is that's a little more relaxed because there's always next week Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so i think he's one of these people and he's not alone in this that's what makes Tom Brady and these these clutch performers special is that they don't it doesn't affect them the way that it affects other people in terms of that. I think he's going to get a lot of flack and I think he deserves it. He decided to open up and be honest, which I'm not going to fault a man for being honest. It's what we always ask our players to do. And then when they do it, we shit on them, which I think mm-hmm. is wrong. But he put a huge target on his back acting like a diva all year yeah. long. And karma's a bitch. Yep. But I want everybody to listen to me and I want you to understand this. He's not the goat. He's not a no. he's a great no. quarterback, but this man is no longer, no longer. He never should have, in my opinion, no longer in the goat discussion. I'm sorry, it's over. It's not going to happen. The the idea that people have behind that now is he the greatest quarterback that green bay has ever had i will say no i i'm yeah i i think i'm with you on that is he a great quarterback yes yes he is but yes. in clutch performances and we've seen this because it's not like we're not making the playoffs on a regular right. basis correct he absolutely chokes in the playoffs and he right. cannot come from behind like nope. if he gets down and, and see and the the people that are uh could come on and be like but you were never behind that entire game you're correct. We were not behind in scoring that entire game, but we could not move the ball. Like mm-hmm. it, we had, it was nine possessions that resulted in three and outs, nine possessions in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you can't win football games like that at nope. any level. Nope. <laughs> I mean, you no. need to, you really you need, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't convert. We couldn't now all, all due respect to the the 49ers defense because um 
they did a great job and I was reading up on like, you know, what, why, why was Aaron not performing so well? And it, it was a little less than like his, how do I say this? Uh, He got outplayed. He got the, the, the defensive coordinators of the 49ers brought a completely different look than they did during the the regular season okay and they said uh aaron just didn't know what to do like they had everybody covered so well and then they which happens i'm all speaking yeah he got out coached i mean, I mean they're, the they're saying is, that the san francisco coaches did a great job looking yeah. like okay this is what aaron defends or this is what defenses work against aaron these are the ones that don't here's why they work when he does this we need to do this and they right. just they they got in his head yeah and figured him out and decoded how he how he runs things and said even if he calls an audible we need to do this and that's what they did he his a and b receivers were never open ever well i yeah yes but i let's not forget that shanahan like lafleur worked under shanahan yeah he basically created that offense from shanahan so shanahan knows Mm -hmm. what you're going to run he knows what your strengths are but here's the thing that that at the end of the day the Niners, the Niners are one of those teams that for some reason they own Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, everybody yep. is owned by somebody. You own okay. the Bears, the Niners own you. It's just how yep. it is. It's it's how it is wherever you go. So uh, my I just I think I just think it's a it's a it's something I always said about him that I didn't feel like he was a good leader. And I'm interested to see if he's going to be blaming anybody because that, that, yeah, yeah, his, his, he had a very, he had a very humble press conference post game because right away they're like, dude, what's going on? Like, what do you, he's like, everything's very early right now. I'm not, he's, he was just super, super disappointed. He didn't expect to be right. He he expected to be at least in the championship game, if not the Super Bowl. And he's like, nope, nope. Yeah. He's like, this is really raw right now. I, I don't know how to respond. It's like, okay, that's yeah. the right answer. So here's my last thing on Aaron Rodgers. You guys, and look, I understand it. If I was a Green Bay Packer fan, I would be standing up for my team, and I would be standing up for a quarterback that I've watched for the last 17 yep. years bust his ass and try to win you guys championships. There's no shame in that. It's the only time I get – it gets underneath my skin is when – not you, Greg, you've never done it, but when you Packer fans out there or your Aaron Rodgers fans out there yeah. tell me he's the GOAT, that upsets yeah. me because it's not that I'm a Brady fan. I just feel like you have to earn it more than one Super Bowl. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if That's we're going to talk about it. a GOAT, we got to be picky. Now, mm-hmm. other than his touchdown to interception ratio, which is fantastic, yeah. what else has he done that nobody else has done? I would say some of the passes he completes that he just hits a mark are pretty amazing. And yeah, more, more often than other quarterbacks I've seen. Don't think do you've it. watched enough of Patrick Mahomes. Well, but now I am. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm watching other quarterbacks and yeah. things like that, but I still know that over his career, he hits those, you know, just those amazing receptions. You're like, how did he sneak that in there? And other I think other quarterbacks are getting and other quarterbacks have done in the past. I'm not saying that, but he does it a lot. He does it. So I think that's good. 
Yeah, but I'll, but I'll give you one right. other he's thing not, too. He's not a he's, great running quarterback. He's not a great, you know, he's a smart quarterback, but there are a lot of smart guys yeah. out there as well. So, so yeah. So the only other thing I'll give you too is he's really good in practice throwing a ball 50 yards into a bucket. Congrats. Awesome. Okay. Good job. Sorry, I, a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. I told you so is coming out, and not to you, sure. Greg. And not I to know. you because you've never been this. You've never been a what I like to call. <laughs> uh, you never rub me for any sports stuff. And if you do, I don't know. It's like a. It's, the, like, it's not. We don't take each other seriously with sports teams. Like we don't no. go at, at at each other, and we don't get mad. We're just like, <laughs> yeah, shit, you got me, good, you know. Um, but for all you people out there who sneak your little messages to me, stuff like that, you know, who you, guys are. <laughs> you know who you are, your guy is no longer even in the discussion. He's no. not, he never, in my opinion, he never was. And now you guys see it. That's enough of that. We're going to move on. Unless you got anything else to say. Not really. I mean, the only thing that you and I, I think would go like get angry about with each other and go to toe to toe is if we started attacking somebody's character like a sports person's character as in like if mm, i'm trying to even think how this would go uh like william payton um walter payton walter payton walter payton yeah so so much to know you got the guy's got an award named after him for his humanitarian efforts right yeah and if someone were to be like oh that guy was a dick he like he was a like then i think you would be what (laughs) <laughs> uh no, no actually what? i've 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 heard rumors oh really uh yeah i don't think everybody's i i think if i told you look man jj watts a piece of shit you'd be like whoa yeah i'd on. be like okay come come on and i would agree with you i i yeah let me rephrase this i don't think jj watts a piece of shit i think he's one <laughs> of those actually good genuine people. good good guys yeah. who's making um, good money i always root for people like that, like that. So, yeah um i just uh yeah i i don't yeah, I, I, I've learned as I've gotten older that nobody's perfect. And what you see isn't always what you get when those cameras are turned off. I'll mm-hmm. just say that, you know. So, um, Greg, let me ask you a question. We're going to transition now. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Okay. You've been a parent for how long? 17 years. You've been married for how long? 22 years. Okay. For you and anybody else listening, I want you to answer in your head or type or respond to us. How many date nights in a month do you feel is, um, uh, how many date nights do you feel in a month keeps a marriage going? Okay. Well, Hang on, I'm sorry. Let me, let me rephrase it this. How many date nights do you need for a successful marriage? And that's, let's break it down into a month. Okay. Um, my initial thoughts. Yes. Are that you don't need any date nights for a successful marriage. Like you can, you can have a good marriage. Because if you're in a seasonal life where you just don't get those, a seasonal life, yeah. If you're in a seasonal life, like you're in, like you're in, just that section of like 
where the kids and you don't have sitters or, or whatever it is okay that you guys can't get out yeah and that's what we're talking about like getting out kind of date night well, I, mean, I, I guess that was my next question was, what do we call a date night? What is that? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a different definition of that. I mean, cause there, there were times when my wife and I could not get away. Right. And we're still together. Um, right. so the, I know when I've, when I've read marriage books, couple books, you know, development books, stuff like that, they're, they're going to tell you, um, like twice a month for sure that you guys should get out and have just, just be, you know, be Greg and you're yeah, like, yeah, be, yeah. Be husband and wife. Don't, yes. don't be parents. Don't be right. anything else. Don't, right. Don't be mom and dad. Don't, don't be mom and dad. Don't be right. employees. Don't be anything. Just right. like get out and just enjoy each other. Right. Um, and I mean, there was a while where we were doing, I think it was like a Tuesday night, Tuesday night we would get away and it was just the two of us. Uh, and for a while it started off, like we had a, a standing thing that we would go and do, but when that fell away, it was our night and it was, you're doing chores, man. You're going to the grocery store and yeah. stuff like that. But like, we'd go to dinner somewhere before we go to the grocery store. Um, and so now, your day night became moments. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you got to kind of back that up. Now we are getting a little bit of feedback on here, which thank you guys for the feedback. Cousin Clay said his wife said one night a week. One night a week, um, okay. Or I'm sorry, one a month, I think is what he was getting at. One time um, a month. So that's when you, now ask Cousin Clay, is that when you leave the house? Are we talking about? I think Okay. Um, I think so too. I think when people think date night, they think going out to dinner, movie. Yeah, I mean, dinner, movie, like yeah. a thing. And, and that's Marshall's on here too. He says, uh, he says zero. My wife and I run errands without kids coming along. It's just as fun. And that's true. I mean, you got to take that where you can get it. Uh, cousin Carla says date nights are what you make them. Uh, just, uh, you can be at home, uh, with each other alone or go out. And I think that's true too. Uh, those staying dates where it's like, let's just put the kids to bed and we're going to hang out. Mm -hmm. It's more about the time and, and that your attention isn't on like house stuff or it isn't on like we're going to turn on a movie and we're both going to fall asleep on the couch. It's, it's more than that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing. You, the quality time, it's a, it, uh, well, creating it intimacy. Yeah. Creating in intimacy yes. and quality time. Right. Um, we've had, we've had dates that were terrible, like God awful. Like we ended up fighting the whole time or whatever it is, you know, dinner sucked. The movie was terrible. And then we get in a fight, uh, not necessarily over those, but it's just, it was a bad date. Right. right. Yeah. And then we've had nights where we're just sitting on the couch and maybe there's a show or a movie on, but we're just talking through the whole thing about whatever. And it's been phenomenal. So, yeah, there are, those are my favorite nights, actually. Yeah. I think somewhere along the line, that's where Netflix and chill became a thing like, <laughs> because we have shows that we don't really need to pay attention to. We can like look over real quick and if we miss it, we don't really care. We yeah. have little shows like that because we're still dealing with a three-year-old who wants your attention. And, you know, so yeah, there are, there are days like we're not even watching those shows. We're more or less mm -hmm. talking to each other and we're, um, those are great times. I really appreciate those. Um, but for date night for you, yeah. um, you said basically like, did you come up with a number now or have you? Uh, well, I think, <sighs> I think twice a month would be ideal. 
Okay. Um, but I know like we don't, I would say we go out on almost like double dates more okay. often than more often than it's just the two of us. We, we've got our, our group of friends up here that we were hanging out with just last night. We, we watched the game. A buddy of mine just completely remodeled his living room. So it's perfect for, for uh, watching sports, watching movies, just entertaining in general. Okay. Um, he's got a real nice space for it now. And his kids are significantly younger than mine. Like yeah. they, they need babysitters. They can't just, you know, pick up and go. Um, Cause they're, I mean, their youngest is three. So, so we go over there. Like we, like Chris and I get away because my kids are like old enough that we say we're leaving. Don't burn the house down. See you later. Um, and we get up and go and we were out there until I don't know, like one o'clock last night. Cause after the game, we stuck around, had some drinks, yeah, but plenty of food left. So, and that's fun. I mean, it's fun for us mm-hmm. to be able to interact like that. Yeah. Um, that being said, it's kind of shameful, but I can't remember the last time that she and I just did a date night. Yeah, just like a you and me, we got to get out date night. Okay. So I got this from The Knot. Okay. It says Harry Benson oh, yeah. from the Marriage Foundation of Steve McKay from the University of Lincoln studied a group of almost 10,000 couples with a young child to find out what date night habits the most successful couples had in common. Here's how the frequency of date nights broke down. Once a week or more was 11%. Once Mm -hmm. a month was 30%. Less often than once a month was 23%. Hardly ever was 36%. Now, are you saying over your 17 years of being a parent, would you say you fall into the 36% of hardly ever? Yeah, and I think it depends on how we define the date. Yeah. If it's just the two of us, I would say probably. Okay. But if it's if it's going to events, if it's going to like leaving the kids at home, yeah, and going somewhere, I think we fall into the once a month category. Okay. And I understand that fluctuates and that's different depending on what age the kids are and how yeah. many kids and and things like that. I would say right now we're Ursula and I are is we're about less often than once a month. So we're yeah. about with, we're about 23 percentile. Um, but the study finds that the groups were monitored over the next 10 years. And turns out the couples who had date night once a month had the highest odds of staying together compared mm-hmm. with the other groups. This was only true for married couples, not couples who simply lived together. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Does that mean that if the the couples that went out more than once a month, they still had a lower chance of being together than the people that went out once a month? Does that go into that? Yeah, but I didn't want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh it's But you know couple, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, is it the more you who, go out, the higher you are staying together, or is it just that once a month it's like this is the group that that really made it? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um well, I'm what originally happened data, was we were talking about this as we were driving to uh, Disney on Ice this weekend. We were talking about it. Because great you great car it. conversation when you're on your way to see. Uh, we have, sometimes we have some of the best car conversations. Oh, sure. Yeah. But yeah. I just think it's like, hey, we're going to go see uh, Beauty and the Beast in the land and skate around and, like in the in the Disney ice capades. Which, by the way, well, what do you what are you thinking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. 
I'll go into Disney on ice. Yeah, in a minute let's if we do want that in a to. second. But I, I thought that was she said that it was like once once a month, or no, no, it was once a week. One other study said that she was listening to it said once a week those couples stay together the longest. And I said, okay, does that mean is that couples that have kids? Like are those married people that have kids? And it didn't specify. Okay. So I looked up, okay, what, like, what's the most successful marriage with kids? Like, what's that? Yeah. So that's where I came up with the knot. Um, I found the knot for that, but it, I just, I thought it was interesting because we also broke down, like, what do you consider a date night? And yeah. what Ursula and I considered was it was making time for each other. So whatever that yeah. was, yeah. In some way we were making time for each other mm -hmm. and we genuinely wanted to make time for each other during that moment. So that's yeah. what we kind of came up with. Um, for those out there, if you want to add something, please keep adding something. If you guys uh, think we missed something, let us know. Uh, again, that's the knot. If any of you want to follow that, it's something online. I think Greg said, oh yeah, he, he knew what it was. So it sounds like he's- Oh, they're huge. Yeah. yeah. The, the knot's big marriage thing. So- yeah, uh, you want to talk about Disney on Ice real quick? I can give you. I can. We can do a sidetrack. Not sure, a lot of people yeah, we can. see that, but you know me. I, in the middle of playoff football, I had to go watch <laughs> watch a, a whole new world and Under the Sea, the Capades, and uh, you know Moana. Um, and I will tell you flat out, I talked to you about it before we went. Before I talked to you on the phone yesterday before I went there saying that I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be mad that I'm missing the game. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be in the moment, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't get these moments back with my family. Um, and I actually had a blast. It was a really good time. I enjoy all that Disney stuff. So I was into it. So, okay, cool. Yeah. And, and honestly, yeah, if I was there, I would be like, because they're, they're athletes. They're, they're actually yeah figure, figure skaters they, that they did a the, great job the people in those shows are actually olympic level figure skaters that either aged out of the olympics or uh -huh. you know were or didn't make it make weren't gold cut. yeah weren't yeah. one of the top three and said well i'm still my nation's best and disney wants to pay me to yeah. look like cinderella why do a triple axel yeah. okay <laughs> yeah um the athleticism was fantastic mm -hmm. um i was very i was very into that and dude when you see your little girl for the first time, get actually genuinely excited. And the sure. whole time she's doing this. Like she's just amazed by all mm -hmm. of it. And that was, that was worth every missed football snap of the, of the. So this, this brings up a pretty good point. Cause I was talking about this with some friends uh, last night uh, after our, our loss after the Packers loss. Um, what age do you think you're gonna pack up and do the Disney World experience with five Grant? or six? Five or six. Okay. What are you thinking? Well, yeah, yeah. That's I would say like my my we went to Disney uh when my youngest was seven. Okay. Um and that was a good that was a good age. Now we were just talking about it tonight. She's like, I don't really remember a lot of like specific things she's like i remember going on space mountain and i remember uh the, when i brought up the seven dwarfs mine tree she's like oh yeah i know that was fun yeah um i said but do you remember like 
being happy about it. She's like, oh yeah, I, I remember like the magic. She was so nervous. She she kind of puked a little in the hotel room before we left because oh, she's she, so excited. She was just like, and I said, are you okay? And she went and yeah. like a little bit came out. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. So um, but that was so she remembers it. For me, it was always the thing of like, don't take your. I mean, Disney is expensive. I don't care. Right. You know. I know it's all a matter of scale. And if, if you're somebody that's making for, you know, $450,000 a year, it might not be such an expense for you, but for us, it, it, there was an expense involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I want to go and I always said, I want to go and my kids can actually enjoy it and Mm -hmm. remember it. And I don't want to go when you're restricted by height requirements on everything. Like, let's go when our kids can get on every ride like regardless of whether they want to or not. I mean, not saying we're going to force kids on a ride, but, but I don't want to get up to like space mountain and find out, Oh, we can't ride this one. And then we got to figure that whole thing out. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, that that's the age that I suggest. Um, and then you need to figure out, and I I've got a good friend who used to work at Disney and he would be my go-to for any family that's thinking of going, I'd be like, you need to talk to my buddy, Mark. And he will tell you, how to do Disney because he goes once a year still. He's he's the crazy uh <laughs> I don't know if I consider him a senior citizen yet, but he's getting up there. He's getting close. Um that you would say he he him and his wife are approaching the senior citizens that go to Disney once a year just because they love it and they are Disney heads. And there you go. You know what? Yeah, that's totally fine. Um but he knows because he's taken his grandkids a bunch too like how to do Disney with a toddler. How do you do Disney with like an early middle or early? Oh, okay. So maybe I should, maybe yeah, I should talk that, like he's the yeah. guy that you pick his brain. Um, because the worst thing I was there the first time I went to Disney, I was there for a conference. Okay. Um, it was a, a, a trainer's conference that we stayed at the Coronado, which is the big conference center. But while we were there, they, we got a free with our purchase of going to the conference, which was this week long thing. Yeah. It was like an after 3 p.m. ticket. So like the conference had closed for that day. And they're like, here's here's a little bonus for coming. You get to go to any of you pick one Disney park. You can go to any of the parks. And I had never been. And so I had befriended some people and had a coworker with me like, well, let's go to the Magic Kingdom. So we go and it's at the fireworks show, right? The fireworks show, they project things, uh, scenery onto Cinderella's castle. And first off, like I'd always deemed myself much more of a Warner Brothers guy than a Disney guy. Mm-hmm. We came across, we took the ferry over to, to the entrance of the park and you come across, uh, come around this corner and you see Cinderella's castle. I got fucking giddy. Yeah. I like the child of me just went, oh, we're here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I mean, it just, it happens. I mean, the magic hits you and I, it's not a joke. I mean, the magic literally hits you and you're like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't, I don't know what's happening to me. Right now. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect this at all. Yeah. And so, um, but we're at the fireworks show. We're watching uh, the, the projection on the screen. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm totally missing my family at this point. Like wishing they were there with me. Of course. And behind me is um, another family and we're all gathered pretty tight pre COVID. Uh, we're all gathered very tight into the courtyard. And his, this dad or this granddad, um, his, his grandson, who I'm going to play somewhere between four, yeah, between like four and six. 
is passed out in a wagon like that they brought in like the kid is just unconscious asleep because the fireworks show is like you know, 10 10 10 30 at night and he's the kid's asleep because his bedtime is usually probably 7 30 or something like that and his dad's like you gotta wake him up you gotta wake him up this is his one time to see it and i'm like dude if you go to disney with a child of that age and you're like this is their one time we got to fit yeah. in everything. everything yeah and you don't go in with some kind of plan and that's what mark is like you got to do it like if you have a if you have a young child you got to fit in a nap you got to go back to your hotel yeah. or somewhere where this kid can sleep for a couple hours if you expect him to stay up to when the park closes right and so i was noticing and yeah there were a lot of kids like totally sleep and parents are just watching i'm just like yeah the and when I was there, I'm like, this is not the time to bring my kids. Like, right. like they are yeah. too young. We're going to wait a couple of years. And we did. And they made it through and it was great. And yeah, that's my cool. Opinion. I will keep all that in mind. Definitely. Yeah. I, for you, like your daughter, I would say is too young. I mean, she's going to have that right now. Room, absolutely. But like, but she, she would absolutely have a meltdown at like eight or nine o'clock. And you're going to be like, well, I guess we're going home. Yeah. And you know, you calculate how much you spend on your ticket by the hour and you're like, well, I guess that's a couple hundred out the window. Okay. Come on. Right. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, all right. Well, last week, pretty much on Friday to mm. uh, another two. Yeah. Uh, we had some celebrities, past celebrities. Away. Yeah. Taken. Yeah. The first one was Louis Anderson. Yeah. Actually, he wasn't the first one. It's just the first one I want to talk about. Sure. Louis Anderson, the comedian passed away. Um, I remember him, but I don't remember him. I don't remember where I remember him. I I do. I remember where I remember him. Okay. A um, couple of different things. Uh, his stand-up back in the 80s uh, was uh, something that we could watch uh, because it was fairly clean. Okay. Uh, and so we would watch it, and it was one of those family things. Um, and then we he's in he's in Coming to America. The, the Eddie Murphy Arsenio Hall film. He's the white guy who works at McDowell's. Oh, that's right. Yes. He's like, okay. see what I'm doing? I'm yeah. washing lettuce. And that's kind of how that was his comedy thing, was kind of just this kind of almost baby talk kind of thing. Okay. Um, there was a, yeah, uh, Cousin Clay is right there. Life with Louie was an uh, animated cartoon that was on the late 80s. Yes. And I remember he, that now. He voiced just about everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that was his thing. And then stand up, always stand up. Right. Now, uh, recently he was in an FX show called Baskets. Now, I haven't yes, watched Yes, he was the fee- he, he played the mom, right? He played the mom. I haven't watched yeah. a single episode of this Either show. I. Um, but I, I kind of want to because I just found out about it. And Zach Galifianakis, I think, is pretty funny. I think he's hilarious. Um, so, Louis Anderson uh cross-dressed as the mom but mm-hmm. in the show it's it's not like yeah. he's a cross i mean he is their mom right, right um so here's what i'm a little shocked by uh louis anderson now funny yes absolutely a successful comedian yes um it was back in i want to say 2012 and i can say that because i'm looking at it right now he he got charged with being a pedophile ah really like yeah like <sighs> like young boys kind of thing and was and so I'm, I'm looking it, it all you can see here is suspected. Um, 
But that's a slippery slope if you're suspecting. That's a slippery slope. Was he or not? I'm not. Yeah, I don't know either. And I hate to. I'm not. But the fact and the thing is, I mean, a little bit of cancel culture well before cancel culture really hit. Yeah. But I'm a little surprised because even like TMZ, when they reported this, they're like, nothing about this. Like, so was he was he exonerated? Was he? I don't know. Yeah. But if this isn't coming up at all in his stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for bringing it up, Greg. Yeah. Well, because uh, I'm <laughs> no, I know it's part of his history well, and part, that is part of again, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked because, because in this cancel culture kind of environment that we live in now, yeah, this is so far been glossed over by much of the media. Is right. that this was part of his history, and you're like, oh. Well, I guarantee you, if he would have been famous, I don't know if he would have been famous. Um, like if he would have been more famous, if he would have hit something that just all of a sudden started taking right. off, people would have dug this up and so, tried to drown him for sure. Uh but yeah. the other one, the other one, uh, yeah, Meatloaf, Meatloaf, uh, whose real meatloaf. name is what? Do you know? I don't know. I'm asking. No, I can look it up. What is okay. Meatloaf's birth name was, but this it, one's it interesting. This one's interesting because I wanted I wanted to get how you feel about this because I don't think he's this great time rock and roll guy. I remember I would do anything for love, and it felt like it lasted 16 minutes. It's a long song. Yes. Yeah, but um, most of his songs were very long, right? No, no, he not like his biggest ones were longer songs like his biggest hit paradise by the dash or lights yeah. is, is, a, is a longer song uh birth name is marvin lee addy okay is, is, is birth name. i remember um, him from the fight club the guy yeah. with the boobs yep uh bob bob Hedden, yes i remember Hedden. bob i yep. remember bob um he, he actually he was in black dog with uh Patrick yes Swayze, that's right with and, Patrick Swayze. and i remember him probably the most from uh regular picture show uh where he right. was, yeah. He's in there. Now, um, I mean, you're 74. Uh, looks like it was COVID related. Um, Greg, in, so, your, in your musical opinion, is he one of the all time great rock gods? Uh, I don't think he is. I wouldn't put him up as a rock god. No. I what put would him, you put him up as? Like, I put him almost, I mean, he's not parody, right? but he's almost in the same category ish is like weird al now okay okay so and i've you're talking to a guy who's seen weird al live right and it is still one of the best concerts i have ever been to because he puts on a hell of a show and i we were trying to keep count we lost count at like 26 different musical instruments that weird al played on stage wow and i think meatloaf is the same way i think he he had a huge range for a voice. He could belt like nobody's business, um, could play a ton of music, musical instruments and was decent enough that he would sell out stadium shows at one point. Mm. And like, is he, but not a rock God. I, I don't like, he's no. not up there with the Beatles. He's not up there with Led Zeppelin. He's not up no, there with, no, I, I wouldn't uh, put him there. I wouldn't um, either. Cause I can't think of a, a, when would you put on his music? You wouldn't put it on to party. You wouldn't put it on to get high. You wouldn't put it on the drink. 
You wouldn't put it on. But okay, so, what would you put it on? But you, you got to remember, like when when you're thinking about in '95, '96, when he, when Bad Out of Hell Two came out, yeah. uh, which was where the the I would do anything thing for, for love came out. That was like his comeback tour. That was his resurgence. Like he wasn't big when we were in high school. That wasn't like him just making it. But he, he was really big in college either. No, he was big in like the seventies, bro. I mean that that was no, his... you're saying his comeback, right? You're saying his comeback. Right. Now I only yeah, remember that... that one song, but my, my question, I guess, is when you play, like what, like what, what, like when do you play? When is meatloaf music appropriate? Is cousin Clay on? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. If cousin Clay, oh not... yeah, he is. I'm sorry, I'm not even checking at this. Okay. Um, we we've got we've got some people that are that about are... meatloaf. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Did Cousin Wolf, Clay Marvin. party with Meatloaf playing in the back, like in the seventies? Uh, I don't know, Clay. You can answer that. That's why. Um, yeah, that's why I'm. Asking. Clay says he told stories on stage with his songs, and that was that was he was almost like a troubadour, and that okay. his songs weren't just songs. Okay. He was telling a story with them. I see. And, and, and that's where he, he kind of. I mean, he kind of crossed over that almost folk singer to rock star kind of thing. I mean. Because when you listen to Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, it, it's the story of this young couple, high school couple, getting it out in the backseat of a car. Weren't <laughs> all it, of his songs about getting laid? Not all of them. Um, well, I mean, getting in mean, line. I mean, James again, Brown did that. Like, everybody did that. Yeah, how many yeah. how many songs out there are, are yeah. big? But um, Clay says his friend Rick plays uh, his music when we hang out from time to time. And it, that's what it was. It was, like, very much background music. Okay. Um, I heard guys that like would play D and D back in the seventies and they had listen to it. Meatloaf was on in the background. Okay. Um, right. he's enough of a rocker that, that when Jack black from tenacious D who mm -hmm. is an unabashed rock fan right. and, and also has tenacious D, which is like the rock tribute band. Right. Um, when they did the pick a destiny film, he wanted, he asked meatloaf to play his father. Okay. Jack Black said, what can, you know, we we're making this movie. Can you play my dad in this movie? And Meatloaf's like, absolutely. Okay. And, you know, Rocky, Horror, I, Rocky Horror Picture Show, which has this gigantic cult following. Right. You know, part know. of the, part of the fame of that film is Meatloaf in his, in his song. I mean. Okay. So can you name four Meatloaf songs off the top of your head? Four. Um. I don't think you can. I guess that's my point. I'm not saying the guy wasn't good. He's way better right. than I ever will be at music. I right. just people were making a big deal out of it. And I felt like, okay, this isn't really like when I think of like legends, okay, meatloaf um, does not come up. So the paradise by the dashboard lights. Right. I'll do anything for love. I'll do anything for love. No Googling. But I'm not, I'm not, but I won't yeah. do that. Um two out of three ain't bad. Okay. It's one of his songs. Um, you keep looking over at your computer screen. Are you cheating? No. No, I'm All looking right. at his face, though, because I'm trying to remember the music videos that have his face on. Well, there's the song Bad Out of Hell. I mean, that's like, okay, that was that was the name. How many do I have to name? Just four. Four? I'm on four. Yeah. No, you already um, got four. There, he had another one. Like, <laughs> like. It was like a song about ass, but he didn't say ass. Um, <laughs> okay, that's why like I, I knew. Hot, I knew if I talked to you because you're the. It was like it's like hot patootie or something like that. 
Okay. <laughs> I remember that. I'm like, really? Did he sing a song about patootie? Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the people that are his fans, and we know a guy who's a big meatloaf fan. Okay. Um, Eric is a big. I knew fan. it. I had a feeling. I don't know why. Exactly. I just had a feeling yeah. he was a huge. Because meatloaf. well, when when we were in class together in college, he would bring up meatloaf. I mean, he would talk he would? about meatloaf. Be meatloaf is a, he would consider meatloaf a rock guy for sure. Really? Yeah. But like full on. Whatever. He's Eric. like, yeah, he is a rock star. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever Eric. No, he's not. I don't think he is. <laughs> like I don't. I don't um, consider Al. Weird Al Yankovic, a rock star. I consider him no. an entertainer. He's an entertainer. Yeah, absolutely. He, yeah. He's an entertainer, a hell of a musician. Right. Um, he's actually one of those people that I think has written songs for other people that nobody okay. knows about. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Greg, it's time for that social oh, media. Yeah. Round. What am I? Okay. I got to try to bring this up here. Let me get rid of Meatloaf's face. Um, <laughs> So this this is something I came across and a little bit of a lesson to people out there. And it's it's not just, you know, it'd be easy to say a lesson for the youngins. Okay. And it's kind of not. It's a lesson for I was gonna say grown ass people. How old are how old are what's the age bracket when you say youngins? Uh like my kids' age. Um kids or a kid my kids like my my children their age you know uh but this is this is for like the boomers and maybe a little bit the gen xers um let me bring this up come on hopefully this will play i'm getting a little who's the uh the 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 girl that was on i think she's your she's your cousin or she's your aunt that's a buffalo bills fan Carla. Carla. Yep. Cousin Carla. I sympathize with you. I was pulling for Buffalo this whole season. Yeah. So I totally sympathize with you. Go ahead. All right. So here we go. Uh, this comes to us from Connecticut. And we're just going to let you watch this at first. Oh, okay. We're going to hopefully it'll play. Oh, all right. Hold on. Yeah. Share the screen. Is the screen not shared? It is oh, not shit. Okay. Well, good. Cause I'm kind of, this might get choppy folks. Just bear with us. I'm rolling a one on my computer skills. And for you D and D players out there, you know what that means. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. We got that. Got that. This is at a, at a smoothie shop in Connecticut. And okay. this guy, there's a story behind it, but they got his order wrong. And he left the store, came back. This girl here is yes. 16. In fact, 16? everybody in this shop is high school age. Okay. Can't hear it. Oh, man. Why can't we hear it? Because the, the, over there at the mic, yep. it's... I, yeah, see I, it. I see it. So, there's four of us here, so we obviously don't know. Fucking stupid, fucking ignorant high school kids. Okay, bye. I want to speak to the fucking bye. manager. Bye. Okay, you can you call corporate whatever you want. Goodbye. You understand? You understand? You understand? No, I don't care. The manager's trying to get this girl back off, but. Whoa. I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. Fuck you. Fuck you. I got the fucking telephone. Shut the fuck up. Whoa. Yeah. This is a grown man. Okay, good for 
There we go. Brings out the immigrant loser. So getting, he wanted to hurt racist. Someone. He, he wanted to hurt someone. Yep. So why was I, we missed? So, we missed why he was upset. Okay, so he was upset, and the, I don't think the video that we have covers why he was upset, but we know the story. I can bring it up. Sure. Um, I got to bring it up on another device here. So the the issue is this guy got the wrong smoothie. Um, got the wrong smoothie. Well, he he ordered at like a I think the drive through, okay, and said I need one without uh without peanuts because his son is allergic to peanuts and so or i need one without peanut butter okay and they said okay so they don't put peanut butter in his smoothie uh and his son still has like an allergic reaction okay. um and it's because you know these high school girls they didn't they gave the guy exactly what he ordered no peanut butter but some ingredients where they say you're still manufactured within a facility that has like peanut dust peanuts there okay in the area i see and so his son still is one of those like very severely allergic had a reaction sent to the hospital his son is fine by the way okay okay um but he, so comes he came back, back wanting a new smoothie he, he, no he came back to who who made you know and i'm sorry we're getting bad language here but who made my fucking smoothie and wanted to know so that he could more or less tear apart the girl that made his movie. Um, and so that seems like he's projecting his anger because of his, oh, you think so? Yeah. Um, well, I don't even know if it's his F up. It, it, it is truly I think a, it is. a tragic situation where it's like he, what he ordered, the girls gave him exactly what he ordered. They didn't screw up there. They didn't, but he's acting like they did. Right. So, um, well, what, what he's doing is what I think the problem is that we're doing a lot now is we're looking for someone else to blame because it can't possibly yeah. be our fault. Yep. Like that dad should know. I'm sure it does say on these menus that, hey, this stuff is yeah. manufactured yep. in a place where there are nuts. I've seen that a hundred times in places. So, so here's the lesson. Here's here's the lesson I want to try to get to. And this is why I said this really goes out to the boomers in the audience. Um if you're videoed, it's out there, man. Like this guy, his freak out and try like it, it, it escalated. Like when he threw, yes, through the smoothie, hit the girl starts, you know, fuck you, fuck you, shut the, yeah, and, then, yeah, and this course. girl in the blue kind of kudos to her for standing up to this jackass. Um, and then he pulls out a racial slur. That's uh -huh. already. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, if you play through the whole video, which you can find all over the, all over the Internet right now, okay. um, he tries to break into the back area. The employees only really trying to push his way in as these girls are, like I said, 19, 18, 19, 16 Jesus. up to 19 year old girls are calling the police to get some help. And then he takes off before the police show up. So his name is James uh, Inaziano. He is now the former Merrill Lynch wealth manager who threw drinks at the Robex employees during a racist attack in Fairfield, Connecticut. He was arrested and charged with second degree intimidation based on bigotry and bias, second degree breach and breach of the peace, and first degree criminal trespass after the Saturday, January 22nd incident. Fairfield police say in a statement, uh, uh, video of the incident was recorded by the employee and posted online 
and it went viral. Iziano is 48, told police he was upset because his son was having an allergic reaction and he went back to the store as a result. During the investigation, employees reported that Iziano never told them about the peanut allergy, but only had requested that there be no peanut butter in his drink. Uh-huh. According, according to the police, uh, according to police, officers were called to Iziano's home at about 1.30 p.m. for a juvenile who had an allergic reaction and had to be taken to a local hospital. Uh, and Iziano has not commented on the incident since it went viral. A spokesman for Merrill Lynch says the Bank of or Merrill Lynch and Bank of America said in a statement, our company does not tolerate this kind of behavior. We immediately investigated and have taken action. The individual is no longer employed in our firm. So here's this guy, 48, probably looking down the barrel of retirement. If he is a uh, wealth management type person, maybe he had that goal of like, I'm going to be retired before I'm 55. And because you're outrage you fucked up well like that, that again and, yeah it's 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 so much his fault even before yeah the minute you were getting a smoothie if you knew that your son has this condition yeah it's probably a good idea to say hey um you know i what i'm saying is i this can't be the first time this dad ever ordered anything for this kid oh, okay, that yeah. has an allergic reaction so he had to know that look there's some like there's some like mm -hmm. trouble things like my aunt used to be allergic to whey products okay. okay yeah so anytime we went to any type of restaurant she would she'd know like okay like i can't have this i can't have this i can't have this anything that she thought might have it right she still didn't do it now what's interesting is the police when they approached these girls they said hey look, this is going to become an investigation. Please take down your video. And they did. They complied. But okay. it had gone viral. At oh, that of course. Point. So of course. It, it is out there. So, you know, the idea of, oh, and Car Carla brings up another uh, great point. Uh, there was a nurse uh, uh, she, down in Texas threw hot soup, hot soup on a woman um, down in Temple, Texas. I remember that was Damn. about a month ago, two months ago. And it's these people that I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. Or it is somehow not exactly what I wanted. And they're taking it out on these workers. And like the woman who got the hot soup, she had burns. Like she had some like first and oh, second yeah, degree I'm burns. Sure. And I'm sure. They're charged. They're charged with assault. They're charged with a serving battery. All these things. Yeah. They're losing their jobs because they're mad. And they're not thinking I'm on camera right now. And all of this is submissible. This is going to, I mean, it's not just like this guy, this guy's going to get fined at probably a couple grand. Um, yeah. All of his charges right now are misdemeanors. Um, probably, I mean, the situations where he's not allowed to come to certain places anymore. Well, not even that, but could you imagine like, I mean, everything's digital, dude. You're yeah. going to apply for another, like you're, you're yes. out of a job Yes. as a financial advisor. If you're not starting your own firm, you're going to go to try to get a job in another firm. They're going to Google you and this is going to show yeah. up. Good luck being working at a bank. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Or not even anywhere. I mean, yeah. any job it's you apply be tough. for, it's going to be, they're going to be like, uh, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. And, and this is, this is the message out there then to, to people of an older generation of like, you guys can't have these freakouts. And there, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole Reddit, channel and if you don't know what reddit is it's where you get all the anything that's happening on the internet can end up on reddit yeah um i visit reddit about i don't know once a day maybe um 
and I will see stories on there that I see on the evening do the evening news will pick up that story two to three days later. Mm-hmm. So, so this is why when, when you're like, Greg's so informed, I'm like, no, nah, I'm just ahead of the curve. I mean, I know where to look. Uh, so you're going to see this story. This story will be on the news. Um, if not tomorrow, then I'd say Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. Uh, and like, this is, it's the digital world, man. You can't run from this. And now that it's out there, it's forever. The, like my kids know if it's on, if it's on the internet and it's been digitized, Someone's going to have that forever. Like kids yep. grow up knowing that now. It's an older generation that did not grow up with the internet. This guy's 48. And I can tell you he did not have the internet as a kid. Right. Um, that they forget you're on camera 24-7. Right. Yeah. And and what how you react to things is going to be how the world sees you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 On that, Greg, why don't you uh, <laughs> sign us out? Yeah. So, I mean, that really does uh, take the cake for the don't be a douche, uh, which is our third rule. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, while you're busy not being a douche, which is the the third and foremost, uh, number one is know your sources, know where you're getting them from. The one thing I love about Reddit is a lot of stuff is sourced, like it's credited. Where are you getting this from? Um, International news is, is great to pick up on there. You can learn about stuff going on in the world that isn't being covered by local news. Right. Um, so, uh, so you, yeah, that's great. Know your sources. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, know your sources. Number one, number two, know your audience, know who you're talking to and uh, be able to uh, speak their language. So, so to say, and then three is like I said, don't be a douche. So yeah, there you go. So for the Greg, this is Johnny saying, thank you, everybody. Take care. Have a great week. We'll see you later. Good night. Go Bucks. Bye. Go who? Bucks. Go Bulls. See ya. <laughs>